All right, let's get on to it so we can get you out of here. Open your Bible, if you would, please. Acts chapter 5. Today, I want to continue our series, Cutting a New Path for the Year. And the goal in this series is to show you how you do that. You cut a new path in your life by building a better you. You have to work on you. Say, this is about me. No, you can say it. Come on, it's okay. Say, this is about me. Every now and then in your life, you have to say, this is about me, you know, for the next however long. And I'm trying to build a better me. If I build a better me, then I'm better for people. And people forget this. The Bible says you love your neighbor the way you love yourself. You love your wife as your own flesh. I'm, the, my love of Ricky is a measuring stick for how I'm going to treat you as a church. If I'm a healthy guy, it's okay. I come in here smiling. I'm okay. My life's good. I feel good about me. I don't have to use you. It's just, it's just a better relationship. And so the, the, the question is, how do you build a better you? Well, number one, you build a better you by making sure you put certain things in your life and you get certain things out. But there's one thing in volume two of this series. We've been in volume one, and you can go on the app. You can go online. It's all free. You can catch up. But we're in volume two of this question, how to build a better you. You build a better you by building better habits. So all these sermons, the next three sermons and the one last week was about habits. Say that big word to habits. You can develop bad habits. And one of the bad habits you can develop is the habit of lying. Not being truthful. It's easy to lie to yourself. It's easy to, to fool yourself. So the big question for today is, repeat it with me, please. So are you lying, are you lying to, yourself? to yourself? Let's pause right there for a second. Are you lying to yourself? That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, are you lying to others? So are you lying to yourself and others? Are you, are you not being honest with yourself? I have a person whom I love. He loves to get the worst food sometimes and pray over it. Lord, I pray out all the calories I declare <laughs> in Jesus' name. This is non-fat. He'll just make a joke out of it. I'm saying, okay. And I understand it is funny when he does it, but the point is it's still fatty. It's still not what you think. It's, and, and it's a joke, so I get it as a joke. But if you're not careful, we lie to ourselves. Let me, let me give you a couple of reality checks. You will never make that kind of money, the money you want to make watching that much TV. You just you won't make you won't make you won't make the kind of money you want to make. I'm just look at I'm telling you, you will never. You will never. You will never. You, you don't love learning enough. You will never be promoted to the level you want to because you, you you're always in some triangle of love or circle. You care too much about a man, sister. You don't care enough about you. So you will never have the freedom you want. You will never ever ever be healthy. Ever. You're going to hurt all your life until you die. It's just the way you're going to live your life. That's the truth. The truth. And understanding the truth, oh, it's hard. It's hard to be truthful. You know, I had this moment, and I'm not going to go into it today, but I'm flipping the script in our church because our priorities have to reflect the need in our community. I'll say that. There is a need here. School teachers are quitting. Police officers are quitting giving up on the kids. We have to flip our script. 
we're doing a lot. We have 1,000 kids under the age of uh, 18 in our church. We are doing a lot, 3,400 active members. That's not a made-up number. We purge our list every year. So if you don't come, don't see you, don't hear from you, we don't keep you on the list. So I'm not going to be there if you're lying to people. And I, I want to say what's important to me is that this church not be a place you just come and hear me talk. Who cares? i got to flip the script. I've got to make sure I'm not lying to myself. Do we make a difference or not? That's all I'm going to say so far. Do we make a difference? A difference is not getting dressed up in a fancy suit and standing in front of people and talking, and that's all we do. It's, we've got to have a... We've got to have things that we can point to that say we are on an assignment from heaven to make a difference in the world. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. We raise money and we have money for a reason, so we can do good, so we can do amazing things, so, that, so when God calls us, we can go. To me, that's why we're here. This is a training session, not a performance. That was a worship service to give God praise. That wasn't a performance. And there's something about understanding that. And coming at it that way, the reason, and everybody doesn't have to do it this way. Everybody doesn't have to do it this way. What did I just say? Okay, and so what I'm about to say, I'm not throwing off on anybody. But if you come up in here and all you can do is say he shouted and he yelled and he moaned a little bit and you didn't learn anything, this is a waste of your time. You need to stay home. And those of you at home, I ain't talking about y'all. That's good. I'm glad you watched it. Because <laughs> you're part of our family, streaming in. I'm glad you're here with us. And there's about, I don't know, thousands of people streaming a year. It's great. It's phenomenal. And they're watching on demand. It's another thousands watching on demand. I think we touched 228,000 touches last year. Give God a big hand clap. Come on, amen. Come on, amen. I love this number. I love this number. Our motivational moments we just put on there. 10.4 million views. Come on, amen. Come on, shout amen. amen. All right. Well, we ain't done yet. We ain't dead yet. And we ain't even flipped the, flip the script yet. We finna flip the script again. And here's what I believe. There's something that happens in you when you catch fire and you realize this is the truth, not that. I've been lying to myself. You crying over something, somebody don't want you. <laughs> Say this with me, please. Say, they, they don't, don't want, want me. me. Okay, good. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being honest. I mean, I'm lying to myself if I think, that, not, repeat this with me, please. Say, they, they want, want me. me. They, they don't want you because they said they, they don't want me. So why am I crying? Because they don't want me. It, yeah. Why am I lying to myself? I'm going to make them want me. Really? Name a food you don't like. Name a food. Name a food you don't like. Broccoli. I'm going to make you like it. See, that ain't work. Look at me. Quick it. He said, uh-uh. No, you're not. I'm not. Look, if you broccoli, I can't. Broccoli, broccoli didn't do nothing to him. I don't know why he got an attitude with broccoli. What's your problem, brother? You don't like broccoli, huh? Broccoli did anything to you? No, but you don't like it. <laughs> See, and it's okay. It's okay that somebody doesn't like my church, doesn't want to hear me preach. It's okay you can't stand these notes. You say, what's with these notes? What's with these notes? I want to hear some sermon notes. The devil is alive. I want to hear these sermon notes. Who needs these sermon notes? <laughs> He's going, he going to get some more. That's what he doing. <laughs> That's the second week. I done tore off your stuff, isn't it? 
I, I told him last week, you need to stop sitting on the front row. See, that's the problem. Here, here you go, Jesus' name. <laughs> I told him that. All right, next week I ain't going to tell him nothing. No, no, you go ahead. No, anyway. But see, I mean, but no, at some point, you know, at some point, you know, you, you got to get past that. You know, you, 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 know, you got to get past that. You can't spend your life dwelling on that. I mean, you know, at some point, I don't have a man. I got me. You don't have a woman. You got yourself. You, at some point, you've got to grow up and say, listen, let me, let me. I'm lying to myself. Waiting on somebody to make my life better. Make your life better and let them catch up. Come on, amen. Make your life better. Acts chapter 5 is a text I don't like. Because the story bothered me for years. I didn't understand it. It's Ananias and Sapphira. And I'm going to read it to you. And I want you to listen because these are people who, who told the biggest lie. That was, and it was amazing what happened. Now I'm going to read it slow. Follow me clearly. Here we go. Acts chapter 5 verse 1. A certain man, but a certain man named Ananias with, and, with Sapphira, his wife, they sold a possession. What did they do? So they sold something. That means they had something to sell, right? They sold a possession. Verse 2, and he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also, being aware of it, and brought, now who was aware of it too? His wife, right? And they brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Okay, let's make sure we're clear. These people owned some property, owned something, and they sold part of it. They gave it, whatever the possession was, they gave it to the apostles laid it at their feet. They gave an offering to the church. Okay, they're raising money. Poor saints in Jerusalem. Everything was tight. A bunch of people had just come to God. A lot of them stayed. And so there was a lot of, you know, help the poor kind of thing going on. So obviously they made some pledge and they, they, they gave. Now, listen carefully. Verse 3. Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. Listen carefully. Peter's upset with him. Okay, you lied now. You kept back part of the price. Well, here's a question. Well, isn't that his right? Why does he have to give a whole, all of, I mean, I, you know, it's a little confusing, you know, here. Well, keep reading with me. Hang with me. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You've not lied to men, but to God. Paul's right there. Don't read anymore. Now look at me for a second. Hang with me. Let me give you an illustration. Okay? Here's the deal. I sold some land. Okay? I promise you that when I sell this land, the land is for $2 million. I'm going to give you half of it. You happy? You happy? You okay with that? Right. $2 million. Okay? So I sell the land for $10 million. Now, I told you I'm going to give you half of what I sell the land for. But he finds out, and he, your friend, and you telling him, Pastor Rick gave me a million dollars. Man, it was amazing. So he sold his land, told me he would give me half, and he gave me half. And then you tell him, no, he lied to you, man. <laughs> Pastor Rick sold that land for $10 million. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, look at the wife. She's going, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, he done lied now. You see, now, <clears throat> even though it's a million dollars is nice, right? The problem isn't a million dollars. Just tell me up front. 
Pastor, I'm going to give you a million dollars out of the land. Don't tell me I'm going to give you half. Because if I tell you I'm going to give you half, you're going to say, where the other what? Four million dollars. I need mother four million, Pastor, because you told me half. And he had to tell on me. So that's how you know. Now, but the brother's just talking, right? This Sharon. So Peter calls him in and says, hey, Ananias, didn't you say you were going to do this? You told everybody? And now you didn't. Why did you lie? I'm going to say, why did you lie? Didn't have to lie. While it was in your control, you could have just done what you wanted to do. I came to you and told you I'm going to give you half the price. I didn't have to say that. You would have been happy before. You're happy with a million dollars, right? We friends on that, right? A million dollars. Bam. Well, ain't no problem. This is all a drill. You know that, right? This is all. We, it's fantasy, really. Okay. Maybe one day we'll see, but not now. Okay. But, but my point is, notice, notice he's happy. His, the only problem they're going to have with me is uh, for no reason, I just lied to him and then take all the glory. So watch what happens. This, this is the part I don't like. It used to bother me. I didn't write the Bible. I'm just reading. Verse 5, then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last breath. He died. Oh, God, he killed God killed him? <laughs> so, I just, what, what's this about? What, what, he zapped him? I mean, just tell me you're sorry. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Confront me, but don't kill me. So he fell dead. So great fear, I guess so, came upon all those who heard these words. All the people heard these things, they were afraid. Verse 6, and the young men arose, wrapped him up, guess so, carried him out, buried him. Now, no, no CSI, no investigation, nothing. Just, <laughs> bam. Just, <laughs> back in those days, they, <laughs> just, he, he dead. And then wife didn't go to, go to her funeral, no, fa- no funeral, nothing, just in the grave. Keep reading, verse 7. It was about how many hours later? Three, three hours later, verse 7, Acts chapter 5, verse 7. His wife, three, three hours later, when his wife came in, not knowing, not knowing what happened. Oh, okay, her husband's been dead and buried, and she doesn't know. Oh, this is the story now, I'm telling you. It used to bother me. And Peter answered her, I'll tell me whether you uh, sold the land for such much, so much. She said, yeah, for, for so much. Yeah, we sold it. Two million dollars. <laughs> We sold it. We, so, okay, listen carefully. Uh, then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who buried you, your husband are at the door. Uh, my husband dead? What? <laughs> you know, you know how people say stuff and you frozen like, wait, he what? He dead? My husband? Dead, dead, dead? Yeah, he dead. And they're going to carry you out. I'm dying too. <laughs> right now? I mean, this is a shocking moment, you know. I'm, a die, I'm dying right now. I don't feel sick. I, don't f- I was normal when I came in here. <laughs> and then immediately, bam, she fell down at the feet and breathed her last. And then the young, same young men came. I bet they was quiet too. I bet they was, oh, Jesus. I ain't saying nothing to Peter, man. They came in, found her dead, carrying her out, buried her too. No family burial, nobody, no big nothing. This is in the ground. Okay, and great fear, I guess so, came upon the church. Now, I, when they heard these things, I, now, I, I, I thought to myself, okay, so, and, and, and skip down the seven facts we know about Ananias and Sapphira. What I did was I said, well, let me, let me see what I know about these people. Because what, what bothered me is these people, um, 
I just, I'm kind of a little bit concerned here because I'm trying to, what is it? Well, I just couldn't figure the story out. So I said, okay, what do you know? Number one, I know they're married. I know that, right? This is a married couple. Number two, I know that they had resources because they sold the land. Okay, they're not broke people. Number three, they, they, they made a public pledge. Okay, I know that. That's obvious, right? Number four, they, they had a joint strategy. They conspired together. They both decided to lie. It was a joint agreement, right? We know that much. Uh, we know, number six, that they had to be confronted. Peter said, no, we got to confront them. So they're confronted. We know they're confronted. And then we know that they were church people. <laughs> That's what we know. Here, here's, here's seven questions I've got, though. You ready? How long had these people been a lying family? Was this the first lie or was this one of several? You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying, I just a question when I meet them. In, did you guys lie all the time or what? <laughs> Secondly, what kind of lies had they been telling? Was this, you know what I'm saying? You know, some, how many of you know people who lie? Raise your hand. You know somebody, not you, not you. Wait, one more time. Wait. How many of you know some people who tell lies? They lie all the time. When they talk, you know they lie. When they come over, they're going to lie to you. You just know they're going to lie to you every time. Okay, this is, so here's the third question. How often did they lie? Well, they're known to be liars. And this is lying. That's not the fact. This is lying people. Number four, who did they lie to? Now, some people are selective. They only lie to certain people. You, right? You're one of the people they lie to. So who did they lie to? Number five, what false impressions did their lies give to others? I mean, do other people have you know, these impressions about them that wasn't true? And, 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 and then, and then I, I kind of wonder, what does the Bible say about lying? I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But here's, here's a big question. Why did God kill them? I just, I just, in fact, God, listen, you know, just if I can give you some advice. Just talk to people. I have to kill them. You know what I'm saying? Just listen. Sit them down. Say, don't lie. Just don't lie. You know what I'm saying? I, really, honest to God, I just couldn't figure out why. So I just would skip over it. I rarely preach this because I didn't know what to do with it. You know, because if you lie, God going to kill you. You scare everybody in the church. So, so I said, because here's what, here's what I believe. You ready? Here's what I believe before I give you my answer. I, I, believe, I believe that one of the most common sins in church is lying. Because, because religious environments foster it. They, they make you think you've got to be holy and perfect and so, you, you know, you got to put your holy look on. And so you tend not to be transparent. If you have a problem, okay, you can't go to a Christian person normally and say, I have a temptation problem. You can't say that. I just want everybody. You can't say that. If you say that, they just look at you. you okay. Act like you don't know what I'm talking about. But, that, but you know, if that's your issue, you just, you just say, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. I want everybody. <laughs> you know, if that's, if that's where you are, some of you say, okay. Say, help the pastor. Come on. I'm trying. But I'm trying to make it where you get it. Because if that's your issue, if stealing is your issue, you can't tell people I like to steal. You know, you can't be honest. I just like taking stuff. I, I, I think one of the most fantastic moments in my life was when this guy was, used to steal stuff. He told me, Pastor, I'm so much better. I only steal little things now. I only steal little things. <laughs> he said, I steal candy bars. And he, saw, he, said, he said, he steals little things. I just got to take it just to see if I can still do it. And, you know, that was his weakness, stealing. So I didn't take it to my house. But, you know, he just, <laughs> he just steals stuff. I didn't either. Huh? He stayed, stayed in this room right here. I keep my eyes on you, man. <laughs> lifting stuff up. And, 
And you know, but that, but that, some people, that's their weakness, bullying, whatever it is. So, so I, I don't know. And so my, here's my answer. Ready? I don't know why he killed me. That's my answer. I don't know why. But I'll give you some, some possibilities. You ready? I came with this little analogy. You ready? Here we go. Follow this. All right. Here's my answer. Why, why did God kill him? Don't know. But here's the answer. Some people who speed never get caught. Now, I'm going to show you how truthful that is. How many of you in here have ever gone at least one mile above the speed limit? Okay, see, you didn't get caught, and you didn't get caught. Raise your hand. Thank you. Okay, see. Some of you, some of you never got caught. You, you deserve the ticket. So can you give officers, can you give some retroactive? Can you? They just confessed. Didn't they confess? You saw a whole church full of people. So we can get you a list lined up outside. <laughs> a lot of tickets at the church. <laughs> Now, here's the second thing. Ready? Right. Some people who speed get warning tickets. Now, watch this. How many of you got warning tickets before? Come on, raise your hand. Get warning tickets. Okay. See, now, so you got a warning ticket. Some people get warning tickets. Watch this. Some people sp- who speed get tickets. Okay, I didn't ask you to raise your hand again. <laughs> See? That's <laughs> really going to try me now. Come on now. So, <laughs> but, you know, some people get tickets. You ever get seen somebody speeding past you and you get the ticket and they don't? He said, now, see, that officer could have got that person. They're going way faster than me. I'm only going 85. You know what I'm saying? They're going 95. I don't know why you stopped me, right? Let me go. All right, watch this. Some people who speed get caught. They get a ticket. They get their car impounded, and they go to jail. They get all of that. Somebody said, that was me. I got all that. But watch this. Some people speed and never get caught, but they die in a single car crash. I know somebody who died speeding. Police didn't catch him, but they died. Here's what I can tell you. Here's my answer to this issue. I don't know where your lie going to take you. I don't know if it's just, it's just going to be the lie that gets you locked up, or is this going to be the lie that gets you killed, or just gonna, I don't know. Here's what I know. God is a fair God. Something in this family's life warranted this kind of response. I don't know what it is, and he didn't tell me. But the question for me is not was God fair to them because he's a just God. My question is, am I lying? And, and at what point am I in my life where this lie could lead me to a bad result that people may never understand? Never. Never understand the, the backstory. So I close with this. I'm going to give you some verses where the Bible talks about lying, just to kind of give you something to put in context. You ready? First of all, look at this. What does the Bible say about lying? First of all, John 8, 44. Lying aligns you with the devil. Say that with me, please. Come on. Here's what Jesus said. John 8, John, John 8 You belong to your father, the devil. He's talking to leaders. And he says, you belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and the what? Father of lies. So when I lie, I'm I'm in alignment with the enemy. I'm acting like him. And you need to understand that, that when that's my culture, my lifestyle, I am not acting like Christ. 
I'm making a very profound decision. Secondly, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19 says this. There are six things that the Lord hates, even seven that are an abomination. And he lists them. I'm not going to list all of them, but here's, here's, here's how the list goes. These are things God hates. A haughty spirit, a prideful look, a lying tongue, number two on the list. He says, I hate it. Why not read the rest for the gangbangers? Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. God said, I hate all that. But notice, lying is on the list more than once. Deceit, lying. I mean, he says, I hate it. I just, I just hate it. I hate it. That's a strong message from God. Thirdly, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22, lying lips, read this all out with me, please, come on. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act, what? Faithfully are his delight. Just hates lying. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 9. A false witness will not go, what? Unpunished. And he who breathes out lies will, what? Perish. It's strong. It's a strong statement. Lies. Am I lying to myself? And this last verse that I read for today is amazing. Psalms 101 and 7. And all this is the English Standard Version. I want you to listen carefully to what he said. No one who practices deceit. This is important. If you make it a lifestyle to practice deceit, shall dwell in my house. I'm going to put you out. If I live a lie, God's word said, I'm going to put you out of my house. You and I will not be living together. There's a word, charisma. In the Greek, and the word basically has to do with grace, goodness. It means it has to do with favor on your life. And, and here's what I love this, this wonderful author said that charisma is what God does, does for you beyond what you can do. So I work for 40 hours. I make a paycheck, but God gives me more money than I earned. That's what I want in my life. I can preach a sermon. I can prepare. I do my work. I, I organize it the best I can. I, you know, I do all I can so when you come here. But whatever happens beyond my effort, it's grace. It's charisma. It's, the, it's God's favor. It's God going beyond. That's what I want. How many want that in your life? Come on, amen. You want that in your life, right? You want, come on, amen. You want that in your life. You want, you want, you want God to do more than you, you do. You want, you want your paycheck to say what I earned and what God gave. Amen. Come on, say amen, huh? You know, come on, this, this, is what I, this is what I earned, but this is what God gave. Hallelujah. I, that's what I want. That's what I want. He says, no one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house, and no one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Now, in the King James, it says, no liar will tarry in my sight. Psalms 101 and 7. It's a strong statement. That sometimes we need to back up and ask ourselves, am I truthful? You may be a good person, but you're not honest with yourself. You may be a sincere person who means well, but the path you're on is not an honest path. And so maybe it's time to stop, pull over on the side of the road, I like to say, and say, I need to get honest with me about my life, about my future, about where I am in my heart and my mind. And it's in that moment that God has the ability to make changes for you because you allow him. But if you're speeding down the freeway of life and you're engaged and you're doing and you're doing, but you never stop, how can he help you? How many people do you see, they're busy, but they're lying to themselves? Your marriage is not that good. 
You're lying to yourself. Don't you know? You, listen to the house. The silence or the arguing, listen to it. Look at, the, look at the feelings. Your finances are not that good. Stop lying to yourself. You're in trouble. Fix it. Deal with this. You spend too much. You are not focused. Your time, you are not focused. And I'm not against TV. I'm not against entertainment. But you've got to be real here for a minute. This is not the pathway to a better life. Watching millionaires on TV run around while you're broke. That is not God's best for you. Come on, say amen, right? Next week, I'm going to take a turn. I'm going to ask you another question. This question was, are you lying to yourself? And that's a habit that can be bad. The second question I want to ask you is, are you investing in yourself? You need to have the habit of investing. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. The habit of investing. I gave you a read ahead verse, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. I want you to see a guy. He's a short guy. His name is Zacchaeus. It's incredible. There's no closed parentheses there, but you don't care. You'll put a little parentheses around that. But uh, we didn't close the parentheses. I know a little thing like that. Just, I just, that's just the technical thing for me. But Luke chapter what? 19, verse what? 1 through 10. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to say to yourself, I may be short. I may not look like I have potential. But if I invest in me, my life can change. Come on, say amen, right? Come on, my life can change. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord God, for all that we do. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. Our lives are not perfect. We make mistakes. We don't always get it right. But if we stop, tell the truth, and redirect our investments. Some of us are so invested in our children, we forgot about ourselves so invested in a church or a ministry, so invested in friends that we have no time for ourselves. Help us, Lord God, today. Take a moment, an honest moment, and invest in ourselves. So for these next few minutes, Father, I want you to help people in this room and watching from home take a moment and invest in themselves and ask themselves, am I telling myself the truth? Or am I lying to myself? And Father, if we've been lying to ourselves, we repent. We ask you to help us now face the truth. And the Bible says that we face the truth, we'll be free. For real. We won't just look free, we'll be free. And so I thank you and I praise you. With every head bowed, every head down for a second. If you'd say, Pastor, what you've made me think about today is my walk with Jesus. You've helped me think about my walk with God. I realize I need to get in alignment with God and I want you to pray for me. I want to leave here changed. I've been thinking about this, but I've never really made this commitment. So would you please right now, if you're here and you want to start a life with Jesus, you want to get your life going in the right direction spiritually, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Who am I praying for? Who wants to give their life to Christ? Who wants to say, Father, I, one, I see anybody else say, Pastor, I haven't been serving Jesus. Pray for me. Just pray for me right in my seat. Anybody else? Raise your hand. I see you. Anybody else? I see you. Raise your hand. Raise your heart. I want every hand lifted, please, in the building. Every hand lifted, please. Father, we lift up our hands, our hearts today. For those who lifted their hands, some lifted their hearts. And those who are watching from home, 
who've done the same. Let this be a transforming moment for them where their lives will never be the same. Where they will say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. And I want you to be the Lord of my life. Help me grow. Help me serve you. Thank you for Jesus who died on the cross to make all this possible. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Can you give God a big hand clap for everybody who prayed that prayer?